So it looks like this week's uh, question comes in from Ellen B. from Little Rock, and she asks, Hey, Matts, love the podcast. My question is simple. If Plasky Academy played Bryant, even though Bryant is a 7A school and PA is a 5A school, who would you take to win this game and why? Well, Matty Stats can tell you a little bit about that. Man, we actually talked about this today in the office. That's funny that that's the question. That's crazy, but uh, yeah. So we talked about how just classifications in general in Arkansas have changed throughout the last 10 to 15 years. You know, used to back when uh, I played and Junk played, uh, back when we wore leather helmets. <laughs> yeah, we used to fold our pe- helmets up after practice and put it in our back pocket. <laughs> but no, you know, back then, you you very rare, rarely saw a 2A team that could compete with a, a 3A team, much less a 4A team. And, yeah. and, and now it seems like, you know, I, I made the point earlier today, I think Pulaski Academy might give Bryant the best best run for their money of anybody in the state. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the American Safeguard Insurance Studios. Your hosts, Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, your source for Arkansas high school sports. You are now between the mats. And welcome to episode seven of Between the Mats here at the American Safeguard Insurance Studio. I am Matt McJunkins alongside here is Matty Stats Wilcox. How are you, Matt? I'm good, Junk. How are you this week? I'm doing great, man. And also, we got a little uh, change tonight. Well, Carl couldn't be here. Too bad, Carl. <laughs> so we got Sean the Man Mathis. That's right. The myth, man, the myth, the legend. That's right. Sean Mathis. You know, it's like Sean said, hey, if Carl can do it, I mean, how hard can <laughs> how it hard be? How hard can it be? <laughs> so, hey, it's Thanksgiving week. It is. You know, most people probably would prefer Christmas over Thanksgiving, you know, especially kids. But Thanksgiving is my favorite week of the year. Your favorite. I know if you look at me, you're probably like, really, that guy likes to eat? But, you know, that's just the way it is. <laughs> I, I love I love Thanksgiving. I love everything about it. I love so family. You, Matt, Go ahead. You, you eat every day that ends in day. Right. <laughs> and that ends in Thanksgiving. Yes. <laughs> so so everything about it, I love, I love, obviously, the great food. I love family. Spending time with family, I love a little extended break from work, you know, just kind of, you know, we get a three-day week and you're usually working, doing something, Mm -hmm. but this is a time that we can kind of just chill out. Just relax. Yeah, man, just watch football. That's right. Eat, hang out with friends. And then, of course, you know me, I left. I like the deer hunt. I was going to say, usually a little hunting going along with that. So, Clint Vegas, uh, me and him's going to Desert to do a little deer hunting this week. Uh, you going to actually let him kill one this time? Yes, I'm going to let him shoot the deer. Listen, I took him. It was his choice not to go last week. <laughs> he went that morning, but he stayed with Graham that afternoon. He did admit to it today. So, Oh, he fessed up, yeah, he huh? he fessed up. Well, good, good. You have to actually let him hold the gun, too. <laughs> He he knows how to shoot, and and I'm he's never shot at a deer though, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, when when the crunch time happens when the pressure's on. That's right. So hogs lose a tough one yeah. Saturday in Fayetteville. Uh, lose a tough game to Mark Curls. I mean, I mean LSU. <laughs> uh, Matt, just how worn out are you with SEC officiating? You know, John. It- <laughs> 
I can be critical on our podcast, yeah, and I won't get fined by the SEC, right? But it it's ridiculous. It's beyond ridiculous. It's it's kind of mind blowing that we are the best conference in the country when it comes right. to football, but we may be the worst conference in the country when it comes to it, every officials. single year. It, it's just it never gets better, and it's just a constant gut punch, and it's not everybody either. In the conference. Right. You know, and we have a team that's so much better than what we've seen the past several years. But we just keep getting the raw end of not only bad calls, but calls that have been reviewed on the field. You know, I hate to be an officiating whiner, but it just keeps happening, and it's and it's depressing. It is. Uh, you know, so defensively, we played well, considering you had one starter and one backup is all you had on the defensive line. You know, if you can't compete up front, you really shouldn't be in the game. Yet we were. Right. Uh, I think we're showing that we have some holes in the secondary, but we still only gave up 27 points to a team that's been scoring over 40. Right. Um, That freshman quarterback was not bad. He was not bad. And, you know, where I got frustrated with our defensive game plan, and the more I thought about it as the game went along, I kind of understood why we were going about it that way, was we stayed in that that eight-man zone almost the entire ball game. Right. We never mixed it up. We never brought pressure. And I thought against this freshman quarterback that's inexperienced, let's mix up the coverages. Let's bring some pressure. But I think Odom's plan, number one, I don't think that he thought the kid could sit back there and pick us apart. Right. He really didn't he, – he didn't have any Well, reason. all speculation was they're going to have to run the football. Right. And so, you know, the more I thought about the game plan, the more it made sense. And then when we were out those starters on our defensive line, we just – we tried to keep people fresh as we could. Yeah. And, uh, well, you and you can't expect those guys to go up against an LSU offensive line, and, and especially with three of them, right? And, and get a get any kind of a rush on a quarterback. Yeah, you know, offensively, the play calling kind of <sighs> it kind of drove me nuts. To be honest with you, it just it the the especially the first series of the ball game, some of the play calls that we come out with to go three and out just makes you scratch your head. Well, I can't figure out if I'm more frustrated with our third down play calling or our first down play calling yeah and you know obviously over 10 you know that says a lot it does and i understand the philosophy that that goes fast and runs plays to develop the offense but a couple things number one we don't have the offensive line to develop plays behind the line of scrimmage right number two we have three, maybe four real weapons in our offense. The reason I say three, maybe four is because you got Franks, Burks, and Wood. They're your dudes. But you could say Smith, he is a really good weapon, but he can only get what's available because he's in the backfield running the ball. You know, those other guys, you can go to them because they can make their own plays. I agree with that. So, uh, you know, on third down, you got to go to your dudes to move the chains, especially when it counts. I hated the third and three at the end of the football game. You know, we had to have a first down right there. Regardless of a field goal tying it, we needed to score a touchdown. And uh, we have a short field approaching the red zone. So the defense, the defense does not have to play soft to protect, protect the deep ball. They can play up on the ball, mm-hmm. and they're going to. A screenplay depends on your weak offensive line to execute in a short field, and that's not our high-percentage matchup. You know, we have to hit uh, – We have to, Frank has to hit Burks on a slant or find Woods at the sideline, even a play, play action that gives Franks a chance to run if the pass is not there. 
Yeah, I agree. You know, as big as Frank's is and as physical, or I'm sorry, as Burks is and as physical as he is off the line, any kind of slant that you can, he can use his body as a shield to get three yards. That's yes. almost you. You can't really defend that. And you've got two giants out there from Frank's to Burks. That's right. He can see. He can get it over people, mm-hmm. and then you got a—I mean, just an absolute specimen in yeah. Burks. Yeah, and I think I think Browse. I'm not down on Browse. I think he's, I'm not either. He's still trying to figure his way around this this uh, offense and, and you know his personnel. And I I do think you know based on Frank's keeping the ball, he had 14 carries. He led the team in carries, which blows your mind. On top of everything, else. right? He had 14 carries, and Smith only had 11. But you know, I think when once we have a sure enough dual threat quarterback in his system to where when the quarterback does pull the ball right he's an actual threat right which Franks is not <laughs> no he's not <laughs> I think that it opens some things up differently you know looking at the stats Franks was 17 to 26 for 339 yards had one touchdown and then one bad interception and you know the, the kid was open he just I guess he just didn't see the linebacker that right. cut underneath him, but he puts a little air under that ball. Knox is still running. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He was wide open. And it was good to see Knox get some and, and, and Hammonds. Yeah. Now, there's, in my opinion, I think that's a playmaker. He is definitely a playmaker. We just, for whatever reason, the last few years, we hadn't been able to get him involved. I know it. And I don't know about his off-the-field stuff. I know he's been in trouble in the past, but haven't heard anything this year. I know that with Knox, they were not pleased with kind of his work, uh, work ethic. Right. But according to uh, the pit, you know, seems like he's really taking the a, maybe a leadership role and, and, and stepping up and saying, "Hey, you know, it's, it's my time." That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, and I, I don't dislike the fast pace. I think that it can be real effective, but you got to have the guys to run it. Because let me tell you, when you go three and out real fast, it puts a strain on your defense. That's how you end up with fifteen. Less than 20 minutes of time of possession. I heard a stat this, this afternoon on the radio said that our through our first four possessions, and one of them was a long touchdown pass. Yeah. But through our first four possessions, we had the ball for three minutes and 45 seconds. Wow. Hey, we were to game Friday night kind of like that, except there was a lot of points that came <laughs> was, along with it. I was about to say, that's similar to a PA game, right? Yeah. So, so, so this week, hogs are off due to COVID. But you know what's not off, Sean? What's that? The, the Missouri jokes. Missouri jokes are not off. <laughs> of course, they're not. So, so Sean, yes, sir. How do you keep Mizzou fans out of your city? I do not know. Host a bowl game. <laughs> <laughs> he don't laugh like Carl does. <laughs> hey, that's one of the things about Carl. I literally, when we used to do the broadcast. I would try to think of things to make him laugh because he's got. He literally <laughs> he has does, a man. great laugh. That bolstering. Just yes, he's got a great laugh. Oh me. Um, so one more thing I want to say. This this Missouri game is important to us. We need this game because this gives us a chance to be four and four and five, probably four and six. Yeah, it's it's our chance to win another game. And so, what gets me is that we're excited to be this three and five team, but we should legitimately be five and three right now. Replace and on top of that, replace the two. Added SEC games with the two top teams in the East with our non-conference opponents, we could be seven and one right now. So why does the SEC not like the Razorbacks? That's a great question. I really don't understand. I mean, is it their love for their original Georgia, Alabama? I don't know if they just don't think we belong and we're not worthy to be in the SEC, but I, I don't get it. Like more, you know what's been more baffling to me than that whole Auburn deal snafu. 
They admitted they were wrong there. Mm. This catalog deal, nobody said a word. No. They haven't come out and said, oh, uh, yeah, we missed that one. Right. I hadn't heard a word. You know, and you look back at that play. We were sitting there watching the game with some friends, and, and they said, well, we're going to go to review. And I said, absolutely, they're going to overpass. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, Quinn, I was listening. On, I, was, I was working. I was listening on the radio. Quinn, Quinn Grovey was like, oh, yeah, that's overturned. Yeah, I mean, like it was no, no, no doubt. It was right. going to get overturned. And then they come back and said – uh, the call's confirmed. He's, confirmed. He's confirmed. Yeah. yeah, not even. And I went, you you got to be kidding me, right? Like, <laughs> is there anybody in the booth? Like, where did that come from? So it's I terrible. Could, I couldn't believe it. But, yeah, I, I, the the hate or dislike for Arkansas is, is definitely evident. But uh, hopefully uh, we'll get to reschedule that Missouri game because it is a huge game for us. Um, otherwise, we got Alabama to look forward That's to. That's it. So. And, and, and I don't know how the bowl thing's going to work out. But taking away that Missouri game just hurts us in that regard as well. Well, and two, not having Catalan if he's out, if we don't have Missouri, now we go to Alabama yeah. and you don't have Catalan in the first half. That's right. Yeah, he's got half a game left. Yeah, exactly. So, hey, one more real quick before we get into this high school playoffs. Why do Mizzou fans always wear camouflage? Because if you were a Mizzou fan, you wouldn't want to be seen either. <laughs> All right, so. Let's get into our high school picks. Uh, playoffs? Yeah, we're talking about playoffs. <laughs> All right, so week two, uh, before we get into our picks for week two, I will uh, bring you up to date on the scores. I was about oh, to say, my gosh. Uh, before you get in any farther, how did we do I tried last to, I tried week? To, tried to make it last as long as I could. So this is our, is this our sixth episode, I believe? I thought it was seven. Okay, even better. So I've won six. It's my of first. <laughs> so I've won six of seven weeks. With last week being the only week I didn't win, and I did not get a jingle this week. So, oh, oh, oh. Well, excuse me. Since Carl's not here to give you your jingle, I got something that's a little more on pace for Matt. You ready? Let's hear it. That's terrible. Doesn't that sound like a Wilcox? I mean, kind of a, kind of a girly, you oh, know. That's terrible. <laughs> hey, but you saw the sign. <laughs> so last week we picked fifty-two ball games. Uh, I was forty-three of fifty-two for eighty-three percent jump. Just barely, barely missed. Man, it. I missed you by one. He was forty-two of fifty-two for eighty-one percent. So overall, is that the best we've done though collectively? Uh, collectively, yes. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying you've had a better week. <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> I say too, I'll apologize, too, because, Carl, I did not have a dump button to uh, stop junk. I didn't know how to work the board. <laughs> and they would have missed Maddie's song? Oh, oh man. Maddie's song. <laughs> All right, so overall, we picked 205 games. I've gotten 167 out of 205 for 81%. Junk's gotten 163 out of 205 for 80%. So, overall, he's four games down to me. And uh, Hey, I got a chance this week, though. He's got a chance. We've got some games picked different. So, we'll jump right into it. Uh, Junk, won't you start us off with uh, round two of our state playoffs in 2A football? So, yeah, I mean, I think my five are pretty much – yeah, it's the same as it was last week, which I believe is the same as yours. Got Fordyce, Gurdon, Desart, Bigelow, and Junction. Is that uh, right? That's right. Yeah, same yeah. five. So, you know, Fordyce handled Clarendon, you know – they, I, I don't. I think it was the second time they played them. It was, but man, this time a forty-nine-six. I mean, they handled them. Garden didn't play because of Carlisle uh, not, not being able to play. I hate that for Coach Shock. Yeah, you know they they put up seventy points the week before, and I believe I heard that they were actually on the bus on the way to the game, and their AD called and got some test results. Set. Yeah, 
We, we, we can't play. Man, that's so tough. I hate that for him because he's a good guy, and they and they they have really worked hard over there. And they've had a tough year, man. I mean, you look at the games they've won and lost. Mm-hmm. They've played some teams. They have. Um, number three, Desark. You know, they just keep on winning. Beat Mount Ida. I believe that's the second time they beat them this year, 40-22. to 22. Bigelow. That's the one that really impressed me Man, this week. I'm telling you. They're kind of the feel-good story in 2A this year. They really are. You know, they, they beat a Hampton team. Me and Matt both looked at that game last week. But we both picked Bigelow, but we were both looking at it going, could mm, be a good ball that game. could be a game. And they come out 43-8. to eight. Yeah. And then finally, uh, Junction, you know, McCrory's a good football team. They are. And uh, Junction put 50 on them. Now, they gave up 30. Yeah. But they put 50 on them. Yeah, so I have the same five um, just to kind of give you a, a breakdown of, of where we stand in the playoffs. So the quarterfinals break down like this. You got Desark uh, in Bigelow, Bigelow going to Desark, and you got Junction City going to Poen. And then on the other side of the bracket, you've got East Poinsett County going to Garden, and then Foreman going to Fordyce. And so for our spotlight 2A game of the week, we went with Bigelow. Uh, the Panthers 12 and 0 in the season going to Desark against the Eagles, who are 11 0 in the season. You know, looking at this matchup junk, it's ought to be a heck of a ball game. You know, Bigelow comes in averaging 41 points a game. Desert comes in averaging 43. Bigelow, Bigelow yeah. comes in only giving up 11.6. Desert comes in giving up 11.9. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 two teams that are just almost identical. So, what do you think on this ball game? Well, you know, another thing, too, and I, and that's kind of what I was looking at, too, was their, their points, you know, offense and defense. But also, man, you look at these teams' schedule. Mm-hmm. Both of them played one of those South Arkansas fast physical teams like Bearden and Clarendon. It was the only game that was different for both of them than the rest of their schedule. Both of them scored 16 points, which was rare, and barely won. So it's like they're the same team, you know. And then they both beat teams like Mount Ida and Magazine by big margins, and these are good teams. So I, I started out picking Bigelow, but it was just simply on a hutch, a hunch. Um, but I ended up, you know, I, I, with both teams being equal, the only thing I could find, the intangible, was uh, the, the home team. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's right. You know, Bigelow going to Desert. I've looked at this game up and down five different ways, and I've tried to figure out who I'm going to pick and why I'm going to pick them, and I've gone back and forth yep. all day. I end up going with Desert in this one by three. Me too. The reason being, and I want to talk a little bit about this right now, is is we experienced this firsthand at Greenbrier last week is the Flexbone offense. <laughs> but, you know, we have another story about the Flexbone from earlier in the season that was a better story. We do, but, you know, you look at the teams left in the playoffs right now. And right. I, I went down through it, all classifications. You've got one team running the wishbone, three teams running the wing tee, and three teams running the Flexbone. And out of all those run-dominated offenses, the Flexbone is one of the hardest to defend because you've got to play assignment football one assignment breaks down and it go it can go to the house and we saw that Friday night. And so with that being said, you don't get to face this type of offense very often. And so to prepare for it in one week is almost impossible. And that's the only time you prepare for it. That's right. You know, you you don't know that you're gonna play Sylvan Hills you know in the fourth round of the play, you know, yeah. or, or or uh who'd you say was win or, or yeah. Or, you know, Desert. So Right. That's but, right, Desert, yeah, yeah. Desert yeah. Uh so you know, what we played, and this is what really bugs me when I watch a team that, that can't defend it. You know what you have to do. You know that you have to contain the edges. You have to. Number one. Number two, you have to fill the backside. Do not let the fullback mm-hmm. beat you up the middle. Right. And you've got to put a man on the quarterback. Yep. So you've got three players there 
that you have to not only contain the edges but also cover the pitch man. So you got three players there that you have to, to cover. To account for. And we, when I was in college, we played uh, S- Southern Arkansas one year, and they were like top ten in the nation that year. And we went down there, and we we beat their butts. And it was it was simply because we we prepared for the option, right? And I get maybe we had some guys. It was when I was young; I was like sophomore, so I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't. I was hurt. I wasn't even on, dressed out. But I remember all all week long, just over and over and over. You better not. Go after somebody else. That's right. That's all. It takes. I don't care if you see the quarterback with the football. If you got the fullback, you better hit the fullback. That's right. And so on, so on. But it's so simple. It is simple. But those are college kids. At, no, and at, I get and it. I get it. Level. I get it. You're 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 exactly right. Uh, but it's so hard for high school 16, 17 year old kids to say so disciplined when they see, right. when they see that fullback with the football. Their natural instinct is go tackling. But you, but as a coaching staff, you have to put them in position. You cannot have your corners playing seven to ten yards off the ball. Sure. Your safety can't be twenty yards deep. You've got to be up on the line ready to go. It's, if you're worried about getting beat deep, let it happen once. Sure. There's a reason they're running the ball. If they if they had an all American thrower back there, they wouldn't be running the the. Absolutely. option so make them beat you first before you start easing up that's right you know the biggest the biggest challenge i think this game uh for bigelow which i think they've only allowed 50 yards rushing the last two ball games so their run defense is really stout and desert is averaging 380 yards <laughs> on the ground so it's gonna be good it's gonna be a great ball game i wish i could go to watch this one um on that note between the mats is going on the road this week. We're going on the road, baby. <laughs> We're free as birds now. That's right. Oh, oh, it, it's a it's a thing. So when Greenbrier got eliminated last week of the playoffs, we we talked about it and we said we're going to pick a game this week and we're just going to go and, and be fans. And so uh, we're going to go watch um, Robinson take on Stuttgart. So between the mats, we'll be in. Yeah. Be in and it was not a light decision. We seriously considered yeah. going to PA to watch Magnolia. Yeah. Or, or this game here. This game was. And a, this was the other one. Yeah. yeah. This was the other one. So, anyway, I'm going with Desart by three. What do you got, John? I also picked Desart by three. And, you know, when me and you talked earlier in the day, I'd picked Bigelow. Right. And, I, and I, I, you know, after I just kept looking, and I was like, the only thing I can come out that's different than these two teams. Is there at home? Is it at home? Yeah. So, I went with Desart by three. All right. So, our lightning round, uh, short and sweet for 2A with the teams we have left. Junction City going to Poen. I've got Junction City by 10. Man, this is the one. This is one of about three that I picked that uh, – they're they're kind of their reaches stepping out there. I went with pulling by five. I like it. All right, next one we got East Poinsett County going to Gurdon. I got Gurdon by seventeen. I got Gurdon by twenty eight. And then the last one, Foreman going to Fordyce. I got Fordyce by twenty one. I got Fordyce by twenty nine. You know what's funny that that bracket you were talking about is such a such a different story on each side. I mean that 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 Fordyce Gurdon side. Mm-hmm. I mean it's it's just. Slow. Unless something happens, COVID or something that we don't see, you know those other two games are games, right? And then that side, yeah, probably know who's going to be there. Now the next week, oh, that's going to be great. It'll be a great. But that may be where we need to go the next week. <laughs> Might be. Yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into three A. Um, I'll go ahead and start my th- my three A top five for this week. I believe it's a, a little bit different than last week because Rising got knocked out. Unbelievable. It was a it was a shocker to me. But number one, I got Harding Academy still at number one as defending state champs. I got uh Prescott at number two, Hoxie at three, McGee at four, and Newport at five. Ours are real close, man. I got Harding Academy, Prescott, 
McGee, Hoxie, and Newport. Okay, so the same five. Just yeah, you got Hoxie, McGee switched up there. Yeah, I moved Hoxie up a spot, and then I threw Newport in there, which was kind of hard, you know. Kind of, kind of want to give Center Point a little love after that rising beatdown, <laughs> yeah. but uh, you know, I just think Newport probably deserves to be in there. Well, who'd you put? Who was your new one? Uh, it was the same five. Oh, no, that's no, right. No, I'm you sorry. Didn't. I'm sorry. It was Newport. I moved Newport. Oh, you did. Oh, field. that's right. We had the same. Okay. Yep. All right. So our spotlight ASI spotlight game of the week for three A this week is Newport nine one on the season going to Hoxie. Ought to be a great ball game. Hoxie's undefeated on the season. Uh, Newport comes into this game after handling Corning last week, 47-0. Hoxie took care of Lake Village by a score of 55-29 in their round one game. Junk, talk to us about this one. So I look at this game, and my first thought was, man, Newport is going to be hard to beat. But I start looking at the numbers, and Hoxie's scoring 50 points a game. Start looking at the stats. That's right. I start taking after my old buddy over there. (laughs) Well, you should since you've been losing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got a comedian in the yeah. in the room. Sean, uh, you might want to stick around more often. <laughs> Carl asked my jokes, and Sean makes fun of me. Great. Uh, so, Hoxie's scoring 50 points a game. Uh, they are giving up 22, uh, but they've, they've not scored less than 42 in their undefeated season. Mm-hmm. Now, Newport's scoring 39 points per game, and they're only giving up 13, which is impressive. But in their two biggest games this year, they scored 21 against Melbourne and seven against Harding Academy. Uh, their defense is strong, but uh, even slowing down that Hoxie offense, I mean, they, ha- they haven't scored less than 42. Right. So even slowing them down, I expect Hoxie to still score 35 to 40 points. Uh, and Newport, they'll score several times, but probably not more than 35. So I went with Hoxie uh, by four at home. Okay. I like to pick. Looking at this game, Newport's got – well, both sides really are just loaded with athletes. Uh, Newport's got a sophomore quarterback and DJ Marshall. He was close to perfect last week in their big win over Corning. He was 14 out of 18 for 236 and five touchdowns. Their quarterback from last year, Eli Alcorn, he started uh, at quarterback for him last year, got hurt at the beginning of the season. He's come back in the last three or four weeks and has really boosted the team. He's just a playmaker, and uh, he's helping them on both sides of the ball. Man, they're, they're running back junk. Darren Davis, he's committed to Memphis, has four four speed. The kid can take it to the house at any time. Yeah, he's, man, he's, he's electric. And then you look at the other side of the ball, you got the you got the, the Powell, Hoxie brothers. The how the Powell brothers. The Powell brothers. And so you got quarterback Dalen Powell. He's he's committed to North Alabama. He's passed for over thirteen hundred yards, rushed for over twelve hundred and fifty with over forty touchdowns this season. That's a lot of talent in one family and one team. I guarantee you. So <laughs> his brother, also a senior. <laughs> Uh, Shanderick Powell is also committed to North Alabama. He ran for over 1,800 yards a season ago, and uh, he's on pace to eclipse 1,200 this season. So, heck of a running back quarterback duo there. Also, being brothers. Another brother. (laughs) And then the other brother, (laughs) Davey Powell. He's a junior. Uh, He's a playmaker out of the backfield, and they put him in some two-back sets to go along with the other two. But uh, a fun team to watch. Put up a lot of points. I bet their mama couldn't catch them when they got in trouble. What do you bet? <laughs> Which one of them right. has to go get Who the did this and come here because yeah. I ain't chasing you. Yeah. Oh, that'd be good. So, um, you know, I think it's going to come down to a couple of possessions. You know, when you yeah. get and, – and you can really say that for any playoff game at this time of the season. It's going to come down to turnovers and a couple of possessions. And I, I went with Hoxie in this one by three. I think it's going to be a great ball I game. I think it is too. I do, Matt. All right, well, let's jump into the lightning round for 3A. You got Jesseville going to Harding Academy. I got Harding Academy by 24. 
I got Harding County by 24. Nice. Got Osceola going to Boonville. I got Boonville by 13. I got him by 19. Glenn Rose going to Charleston. Man, this is going to be a good ball game. And I went back yeah. and forth on this one too. I'm going to go with the home team in this one. I got Charleston by three. Man, I went back and forth on it too. And I remember uh, playing – Actually, I don't believe it was me playing. I think I was young enough it was my brother playing. We went to Charleston, and what we were told at that time is Charleston's one of the hardest places in the state to play, and it is. I mean, it, it's a tough place to play, but that's been a long time ago too. <laughs> uh, I, I ended up going with Glen Rose after going back and forth. I'm picking Glen Rose All right. by two. Okay. And then we got uh, the bottom bottom side of the bracket. We got Camden Harmony Grove going to center point. Center point with a huge win over a favored rising last week. I'm going to go with center point on this one by three. So every week I have a pick that I that I don't like. That I pick. And I don't like my pick, yet I'm not smart enough to talk myself out of it. Like I know going into it, I'm like, I don't like this pick. Yeah. But I just – every time I go to change it, I'm like, ah, oh, but yeah. – I went with Kevin Harmony Grove by two, and I don't like the pick. Like, I feel like I'm going to lose, and I'm going to go, what? just like last week and the week before. Sure. So, Camden by two. Okay. So, we jump to the other side of the bracket. On the top side of the bracket, you've got Melbourne going to Prescott. I got Prescott by 24. By the time this podcast is over, he's going to learn that Prescott is not in Arkansas. Prescott? Prescott oh, is in Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> My apologies. It's like brisket. we're not in Arizona. Yeah, it's like Wild brisket. Bill. It's like brisket. Yeah. brisket. That's right, brisket and brisket. I'm not from South Arkansas. That's right. Uh, I got Prescott by 26. Did you pick? Yeah, I got Prescott by 24. I got 26. Okay. Got Lincoln going to McGee. Lincoln, uh, good ball game last week over Atkins. Going to Atkins and getting a win there. Going to McGee this week. I got McGee by 14. I got my McGee by eighteen. I meant to meant to try to get see if we could get touchdown Sims and see if he had any advice on Lincoln after seeing him Friday night. Yeah, he hadn't showed up to work this week. He hadn't been here all week. <laughs> Funny how that happens. We got uh, in the bottom side of the bracket. The winner of this game will take on the winner of the Hoxie Newport matchup. You got Greenland going to Paris. Man, Junkus is another one of those matchups. I I kept going back and forth. I did too. You know, Paris has had a great season. I'm going to go with Greenland. I'm going to go with the visiting team in this one. I'm going Greenland by one. And I need four picks to come back from, and this is one of them because I'm going with Paris by six. Oh, man. I like it. So, do we have we have three games different? Already. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So, oh, yeah, just in that class, yeah. So, you're trying to make up ground quick. I need to, man. I got a long ways to go. <laughs> All right. So, this is the point of the podcast every week where we uh, we turn it over to Stuttgart Carl. But since Stuttgart Carl is not with us, we're going to turn it over to Sean for our email, ASI email question of the week. Let's see. Oh, yeah. You've got mail. Dude, this thing claims I have mail. It's amazing what we can do with computers these days. Dude, now I'm reading it. You know my, what I'm glad to see? He learned how to do, use the buttons. You know what else is over there? Your the, jingle. The crystal ball button. So we're going to have to hear that. We might just have to wait till the end. To, to <laughs> after, the, after I hit the stop recording. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> so it looks like this week's uh, question comes in from Ellen B. from Little Rock. And she asks, hey, Matts, love the podcast. My question is simple. If Plasky Academy played Bryant, even though Bryant is a 7A school and PA is a 5A school, who would you take to win this game and why? 
Well, Maddie Stats can tell you a little bit about that. Man, we actually talked about this today in the office. That's funny that that's the question. That's crazy. But, uh, yeah, so we talked about how just classifications in general in Arkansas have changed throughout the last 10 to 15 years. You know, used to back when uh, I played and junk played. Um, back when we wore leather helmets. <laughs> yeah, we used to fold our pe- helmets up after practice and put it in our back pocket. <laughs> but, no, you know, back then, you you very re- rarely saw a 2A team that could compete with a, a 3A team, much less a 4A team. And, yeah. and, and now it seems like, you know, I, I made the point earlier today, I think Pulaski Academy might give Bryant the best best run for their money of anybody in the state. That's right, and you know, like you're saying, when I, when I was playing ball, we were two A, and and we were one, you know, we were top three or four in the state, and and uh, we always being so close to Nashville, they were three A. We always we always thought we could beat Nashville, mm-hmm. but we never would have thought we could have beat a uh, Malvern or a you know or a Little Rock or Conway, you know. Sure, we just I mean it was just a whole different deal. Yeah, but now it's not that way. It's not, and I, I look back and you know in '96, um, I guess it was my senior year was our first our first jump into the 5A West. Right. And so we went from playing teams like Perryville and Atkins and Dover, right. and, and no disrespect to those guys, but we went from playing those guys to playing Alma, Harrison, Greenwood, Morlton, and that's that was a huge step up from us. Oh, yeah. And so to look at it now, I think there's some teams in that classification that can make that jump and never miss a beat. Sure. Well, and you've seen that over the years. I mean, Greenwood and Shiloh has been in every classification except about six and seven. Yeah. You know, I mean, they just kind of float up and down, and they always compete. Yeah. And, and Greenwood, when they made the jump from 5A to 6A, they they never missed a beat. Not at all. Never checked up. So Not at all. But but you also, didn't you tell me earlier today that that, that actually happened? Yeah, so PA scrimmaged Bryant um, preseason, mm-hmm. you know, scrimmage yeah, game. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's hard to measure a, a scrimmage game because we, right. we look at the Green Bear Silver yeah, game. we beat Sylvan Hills' brains out in the scrimmage game. <laughs> and now, now look. Now they're in the semifinals. And we can't stop the option. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I'm, I believe if I, I could be wrong on this, but I believe I heard that P.A. and Bryant were tied or within a score at halftime, and then Bryant pulled away in the second half. And that so, tells you. And so I, I think if they were to match up again, just because PA is so hard to guard, they do things completely different than anybody else in the state, I think they'd give them a run for their money. I think eventually the talent, the, the physicalness of Bryant would, would wear on PA just because they're not very big. I think that would end up being the factor of the ball game. But I think it would be a great ball game. Well, I can promise you with those two teams, neither one of those teams went to that scrimmage thinking that we're going to no. sl- slip up and play some extra players. Right. They were going to make sure whoever, whoever could get the win was going to. That's true. That's true. You know Bryant wasn't going to go and say, well, we don't care. If, you know, as long as we get to play our players. <laughs> no, they don't They don't go about it that way. Well, and, too, in so much of those larger classifications, too, the number of players that they have, they can play a lot of guys one way or uh, just one way, uh, whereas a lot of, you know, you get 5A and really into 6A and there's – little bit smaller in numbers and really you you've got a lot of guys especially you know we know from Greenbrier that there's a lot of guys that play both ways that's right well and and to you know with Pulaski Academy there's nothing just super spectacular about their defense although this year it is much improved from last year yeah uh but they they can score on anybody yeah and you look at some if you watch any of their early season games against some of these big schools from out of state there were players on there. I guarantee you'd be starting for Bryant. Yeah, and uh, you look at. I mean, watching those scrim, watching those games, I was like, "Oh, there's no way that they can score on this team." 
They do. They do. And and Kelly just schemes them up to where that's right. there's guys running open no matter who you're playing. I mean, that's he, right. He does such an excellent job of knowing how to get guys open. And he's got his quarterbacks trained up to where you're throwing the ball in 2.7 seconds. Yeah. That's the number we've got to get the ball out of our hands, and it's got to go to this spot. And if you do that, he's going to be open. And when you can score every time you touch the ball, it doesn't matter if your defense isn't good. You're always in the game. And then you throw in the onside That's kick right. factor. That's right. They get a couple of those, and, and, That's right. and you're playing catch-up. And if you know you're going to score every time you touch the ball, you don't care if they <laughs> get the ball in the 50, because you're expecting them to score 30 points a game. That's right. That's exactly right. All right. Well, thanks for the question. Was it, What was the name there? Ellen. Ellen. Ellen B. Yeah, yep. Thanks for the question. Thanks for listening. That was a great great question. Yeah, and keep 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 those questions coming. Uh, Carl did not leave me what to email it to. Between the mats at gmail.com, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Nice. All right. So we'll jump straight into 4A. Um, 4A uh, jump. Top five. What you got? Oh, you know, I like this 4A oh, bunch, man. Uh, Stuttgart, number one. Nashville, number two. Shallow, three. And I actually made a little switch in my four and five. I just flopped them. Last week I had Rivercrest, four, Robinson, five. I swapped them to Robinson, four, Rivercrest, five. Okay. All right. You know, Stuttgart had a big win, you know, another big win over Hamburg. Nashville, again, has to sit out because of uh, their opponent having COVID. Right. Uh, Shiloh, dominant on DeWitt, you know, 48 points. Uh, Robinson scored 63 points on Mills. Mm-hmm. Mills team that I didn't think was bad, and I still don't. Uh, and then Rivercrest River, River won, you know, they easily won over Pottsville. I got the same five as I had last week. I've got Stuttgart one, Shiloh at two, Robinson at three, Rivercrest at four, and Nashville at five. And so our spotlight game of the week for four A is Robinson the Senators eight and three on the season, going to Stuttgart, who's ten and zero on the season. You know, junk. This is a second second team that we've talked about today that has had a complete one eighty from last year. You know, you look at Bigelow last year. Oh and ten. Oh and ten. And, ten and zero, and they're twelve, Man, twelve and zero, twelve and zero yeah. now. And then you look at Stuttgart was one and nine on the season last year, and that only win come from a forfeit, and yeah. now, and now they're undefeated on this season. And you know, you look at their you look at their schedule last week or last year, and out of those six six of the nine losses, they lost by uh, a one possession. And, and then they have that ninth grade class that comes up to high school. That's right. And Coach Price knew it. He said, you know, we we lost a lot of close ball games, and we we just had to figure out how to win. And he knew he had some help coming with his ninth grade class, and they they figured out how to win. They've got the talent on the field now, and their defense is flying around. They're only giving up eight point two points per game. Yeah, it's funny you said that. You know, you remember when Billy Dawson was at Nashville? Mm-hmm. He'd had two or three of those state championship teams, and then he'd get called to go preach. And he'd go preach when their junior high was about four and six, you know. And about two or three years later, he'd come back, and they'd win state championships again. So he, you know. The calling, you know. <laughs> All right. So, Robinson, uh, I think it's no no secret. They're loaded with talent over there. Coach Escola does a great job. They return seven uh, starters on offense, seven on defense. Senior all-conference quarterback, Buddy Gaston. He's thrown for over uh, 2,400 yards, 29 touchdowns this season. Hunter, Hunter Smith, the running back, he's a senior. He also runs a 4-4. Uh, ran for over, that's impressive. Man, man that's flying. That is flying. He ran for over 1,900 yards a season ago in nine games this season. He's averaging over seven yards a carry. Uh, Marion Harris, Junk, I don't know if you've heard that name, probably probably the number one recruit coming out of the 22 class. Oh, really? Yes, sir. He's uh, he's 6'6", 305. 
So he'd be a junior. He's a junior. Yeah. Yeah. He's a junior. Six six three oh five plays offensive tackle. He jumps on the other side of the ball occasionally when needed. He's got over twenty offers, including listen to this list. Alabama, Georgia, A and M, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and the list goes on and on. Wow. So this kid's impressive. So uh and then you got uh senior all conference, DJ Withers. Uh he's a DN. He's committed to Kansas um on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. I mean they're loaded with talent over there. Stuttgart, uh, we talked about their turnaround. They got a lot of young talent on the field. Sophomore playmaker Jaden Strange, he lines up all over the field. Uh, he's dynamic with the ball in his hands. They try to get it to Arlie Lee, their their go-to receiver. And then Pate Kleinbeck, uh, their quarterback, has, has really turned into a leader for them offensively. Defensively, man, the Rice Birds, are, they're super fast junk, and they fly all over the field. And so, I mean, you have to be to only give up eight points, eight points a ball game. So, this is going to be a heck of a game. Uh, I can't wait to see it in person. I'm looking forward to going down there and watching this ball game. I'm going to go with Stuttgart in this one, and a very, very close one. I'm going Stuttgart by one. I like that, Matt. And, and you know, I went back and forth on this one. I, I didn't think I was going to. But after I looked at it for a while, I swapped, and then I swapped back. You know, Robinson's scoring 40 points a game, but they give up points. Now, that that could be a little skewed skewed because they gave up like 54 to that Trinity team in Texas, and then they you know, they gave up 45 in that close loss to PA, uh, which is impressive for, for a team to play up yeah, with PA. That's right. Uh, and, you know, they lost to Nashville on that field goal that hit the goalpost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you look, and then they beat Mills sixty three eighteen Friday night. Eight, Friday night, and and you know, Stuttgart beat Mills twenty eight to zero. Sure. And so, that, that's that's what impresses me most about Stuttgart. Yeah, they're scoring forty seven points a game, but they're giving up ten. Mm-hmm. And so they've they've not scored less than twenty eight points, but they've not given up more than twenty one. And that was just this last week. Right. Uh, Robinson's going to score. And probably score more on Stuttgart than anybody else up to this point. But um, Robinson, I think, will give up more. Yeah. And so that's why I'm going Stuttgart by six. Well, you know the old, old adage is defense wins championships. That's right. And, and the Rice Birds are getting it done defensively. And that's why that's why I gave them the edge in this one. Yeah. So do the Mosquitoes, though, in Stuttgart play a role in a game <laughs> this time of year? You know, I would think that probably with the sun going down as early as it does now and it cooling off like it is – Probably going to miss out on this mosquito, the birds. Or I mean, the mosquitoes. Yeah. The pterodactyls. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, bring us into our lightning round for 4A. We got Malvern going too shallow. This ought to be a great matchup just because Malvern comes out of that 7-4A. That SEC, baby. That's right. Uh, Malvern playing great football offensively right now. I've got shallow in a close, close one, uh, a lot closer than what probably a lot of people think. I've got shallow by seven. I got shallow by 16. Okay. Gosnell going to Dumas. I got Dumas by 7. I got Dumas by 12. Pocahontas going to Ozark. Ozark in a big win last week in a good ball game over uh, Ashdown. I've got Ozark by 10 in this one. I've got Ozark by 18. Okay. And then Ozark will face – or I'm sorry, the winner of that game will face the winner of the Stuttgart-Robinson game. You jump over to the other side of the bracket. You've got Elkins going to Nashville. I got Nashville by 17. I really would like to watch this game. I'm hoping that I can watch it maybe the next day on TV or on like YouTube mm-hmm. because I think it could be good. Because Elkins is up there; they played a lot of ball up there, up there in that Northwest. 
but I, I think Nashville beat them by 14. But I'm interested to see how that – so that conference always – How they match up. Yeah. You know, the shallow Nashville, that's a real, that's a real appealing game to me. Sure. And so Elkins is your next best. So Gotcha. All right, then you got Arkadelphia going to Warren. Man, you look look at this matchup. This this was a state championship matchup, not a, what two or three years ago, I think. When Burks, yeah, I yeah, that's when, right. When Burks was yeah, there. yeah. When Burks was there, yeah. So you got Arkadelphia going to Warren. I'm gonna go road team in this one. I'm going Arkadelphia by six. Oh, really? I, I thought you were gonna pick Warren. No, sir. You're going with my boys down. You're going with my Badger boys. You I, know, I kind of been on the Badger train you, this year. Yes, you have. <laughs> I'm gonna man after I saw that running back when we played him down there, I thought man he could I could even after he played a football game I think he could have given me a lift home <laughs> good on his back. Uh, I'm with Arkadelphia by two. Okay, I like it. And we got Prairie Grove, another team from up in that northwest part of the state uh, that's played some really good football this year. They're going to Rivercrest, going to have their work cut out for them this week. Man, this is this is another one of those games that you can flip a coin. But I'm gonna go with the home team in this one. I'm going Rivercrest by three. I'm going Rivercrest by eight. Okay. And then the last game, the bottom of the bracket on that side, you got Crossit going to Monticello. This, if I'm not mistaken, Junk, this would have been a conference game this year, but it got canceled due to COVID. And so Oh yeah. Kind of kind of So in- we went down there instead. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So kind of interested to see how this one turns out. I think Crossit's a lot better than people are giving them credit for. Well, they they didn't get a lot of respect because cause they didn't play very many games, but they didn't lose any games. Right. I think they lost one maybe. And they lost one. They yeah. were four and one. Yeah, and so cross, you know, cross it played this Magnolia team that drummed us last week. Oh yeah, they played them sixteen to six early in yeah. the season. So I'm going cross it in this one by ten. I'm gonna tell you if you can hold that Magnolia team to six points, uh, it's sixteen or six. I don't care if you hold them to forty. <laughs> under, <laughs> you've been under fifty. <laughs> you've impressed me. We'd have held them to fifty four. We'd, we'd have won. won. <laughs> All right, so that will bring us into our uh, beloved five A classification. So, John, why don't you take it from the top? All righty. Number one, no surprise here, Pulaski Academy. Number two, win. Three, Harrison. Four, Little Rock Christian. And my number five is the only change. I took Derek Skinner out, put Magnolia in. All right. I like it. You're staying in that that west or that south, getting the south some love. Yeah. So, I, my, mine stayed the same. I've got PA, win, Harrison, Little Rock Christian, and I kept Texarkana at five. And so our ASI spotlight game of the week for 5A is Magnolia, which we got to see up close and personal last week. They're 8-2 and two on the season, coming off a huge win, a 76-55 to 55 offensive shootout against Greenbrier last week. Up against the Pulaski Academy Bruins, who, is, who are 10-0 and 0 on the season, uh, they come off of a uh, – they're kind of used to those type of scores. They're coming yeah. off a 51-21 win over yeah. Farmington yeah. last week. Junk, talk to us about this ball game. So, uh, you know, like you said, Magnolia scored 76 points last week. Uh, let me tell you, they're tough offensively. Their defense is not very good. Mm-mm. I mean, they're pretty bad. Uh, so, Which is what's crazy is you look at their numbers. Defensively, they're only giving up 28.5 points a game, which, I mean, that's respectable. That's not yeah. great by any stretch of the imagination. But 28.5 is respectable. Greenberg put up 55. Yeah, we threw and ran all over them. We did. And a Cooper Wilcox had what six touchdowns? That's right. Two. Four four rushing touchdowns and two passing touchdowns. That's right. He ran for 150, threw for two two twelve or something like it's that. It's two fifty. It was yeah, it was up there. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, just it was unreal, you know. And and that that offense, you know. And I, I wonder if maybe they didn't load their offense with their dudes and 
Maybe so. They don't have any. But, you know, if if you got a defense that's going to give up points, you, you, you're in trouble against PA. That's right. Now, I, will, I do think this is a fun game because I don't see PA stopping them. Mm-mm. I mean, I think the only time – okay, so here's what I said about this guy. I said the only time Magnolia stops PA is if there's a turnover. That's right. The, now, PA is going to give up points to Magnolia, but Magnolia is going to turn it over. If you've watched their games, every single game, they're going to turn the ball over. I told one of my keys to the game Friday night was we need three turnovers. Mm-hmm. They turned, they fumbled three times, but we didn't get all of them. Yeah. And that could have been the difference. Uh, so I believe that PA is going to beat them. Uh, I got them by 24 just because I think that they'll either pick up an onside kick or two and they'll probably turn them over. So I got them. I think it's going to be like a 62 38, though. Yeah. So this, this team met. First round of the playoffs last year. Yeah. And uh, PA beat them, I think, 63-38, something like that. Yeah. You know, what really impressed me with this Magnolia offense, you got a sophomore quarterback that's built like a fullback, and he runs it like a fullback. He's, you know, very physical. And then they – in this flexible offense, you've got dangerous running backs and can Derek Carey, D. Ray Williams, their fullback, James Darius Smith, which was out last week. They get him back this week. And then, you know, super sophomore Garyon Curry, which I think every time the kids touched the ball in the last two weeks he scored, he's just dynamic. Um, they they spread it around with this option. And they if they get to the edge, you better have some speed to catch them because they are hard to catch from behind. Man, they just got so many players. Did you? I don't know if you. I, I kind of got distracted. Right there. Did you mention the fact that they're getting another back back this yeah, week? Yeah. Oh yeah. James okay. Darius Smith. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so we didn't even see him. Right. Huh. And so they scored literally every time they had the ball last week, outside of, outside of two turnovers, and scored seventy six points. I'm pretty sure if they wouldn't have fumbled, they would have scored ninety. Yeah, it wasn't because we stopped them. No. And so, very impressive offensively. Uh, they're physical. I think they will have their way with uh, Pulaski Academy's defense, even though Pulaski Academy's defense is better. And I think Coach Kevin Kelly will have them schemed up somewhat. Oh, yeah. But I don't I, I don't think they can stop Magnolia. I think Magnolia stops themselves a couple times, like you said. You well, know. and I look at Harrison beat them, you know. Yeah. Harrison beat them first game of the season. As much as good as I think Harrison is, I think Pulaski Academy is better than everybody. But I do think that I think this Magnolia offense has gotten a lot better. Since oh, sure, and I think they're going to put up 30, 40 points. Yeah. You know, PA is just a fun team to watch. You know, they're triggered by a couple quarterbacks. They've kind of rotated all year between junior Charlie Pfizer and senior Nolan Bruffett. Between the two of them junk, they've thrown for 4,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. I was going to say it's like 55, six touchdowns, yeah. yeah. But along with that, like you said, they've also thrown 20 interceptions on the season. So they will turn it over. I mean, wow. they, they will turn They're, it over. I, I saw um, 408 yards passing the game and 175 rushing. Yeah, that's about right. And then they've, got, <laughs> they've also got a dude in the it's backfield. almost 600 yards. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty dynamic. Yeah. They've also got a dude in the backfield, uh, All-State running back Joe Hyman, has over 1,700 yards on the ground, 700 yards in, in receiving. Um, he's getting looks from all kinds oh, of yeah. colleges. I think Louisville's offered him. So. Yeah. I, oh, don't forget about my cousin Trevor Duke. Yeah, shout out sophomore, to Trevor. sophomore center. <laughs> and then uh, you know your senior wide receiver and wide receivers Jalen Witcher and Cooper White both have over a thousand yards receiving this year. Yeah, Witcher's a stud. Yeah, and then they're uh, two-time All-State linebacker Fuda Shinkawa. That's who I yeah. was going to say. He's yeah. one of my favorite players on the defensive side of the ball. He just he really just has a nose for the football. If you watch him, he's always in the right places. And uh, making making plays. That's right. Last year he had 140 tackles. Wow, 140. I'm sure that he uh, grew up going to PA. 
don't you know it? <laughs> he was there for the academic, just happened to go out for football. Absolutely. <laughs> but anyway, you know, <laughs> Coach Kelly talks about this kid, and they, he said he actually shows film on Fuda Shikawa to his players about his just relentlessness. About He never stops on a play. He never gives up on a play. I love it, man. He chases you know it I'm down. a defense guy. I he love chases it. it down from behind, and he, he racks up a bunch of tackles just because he doesn't give up on the play. And I love Did that. Did you say he'd been offered – uh, he's been offered by, I think, some D3 schools. Yeah. Just because his size. I think he's five six, like one. Oh, but he could go next year and play to D2 school, I bet. Yeah. All right, so that'll bring us – oh, I didn't make my pick. I got Pulaski Academy in this one. In a close one, I got him by four. Really? I do. That close? I think it's going to be a close ball game. Okay. I'd bet you on that if I had any money. <laughs> All right, so our 5A lightning round. We got, uh, I guess, our quarterfinals. We got Texarkana. Yeah, man. Texarkana going to win. I got win in by ten. Okay, I got him by twelve. I thought you might have picked him a little higher. Yeah, you know they they was an impressive win last week against Maumel. We didn't even talk about that. I, I know, and I but after that Almo win, I was like Texarkana, come on. Yeah, and I really believe that Magnolia beat them by twenty five points. Yeah. I, mean, I really do. Well, a lot of people believe that if the, if the South would have played a full conference schedule, that Magnolia would end up being the one seed. But you know, I thought Morton would beat Texarkana, and Texarkana they pulled it out last week. Yeah, let me tell you, that win team beat Morton by one. I know. So you're right; it could, it could be close. Could be close. All right. Then we on the other side of the bracket. We got Whitehall going to Harrison. Harrison in a hard fought, close ball game last week against Fairview. Fairview gave them all they wanted. Uh, lost their quarterback, uh, Keylon. He's out. Well, he's still. You know, he's supposed to play this week, but he, they knocked him out of the game. I think he gets hurt every other week. Get this jump. They knocked him out of the ball game. Yeah. Their backup quarterback was out due to quarantine. Yeah. They had to bring in a third string quarterback, sophomore quarterback. Oh my goodness! First time he touched the ball, thirty three yard touchdown. Of course. Yeah. Of course. So, and he led them to three touchdowns to win the ball game. So he finished the game. He with finished him. the game. But Keelan's back. Keelan's back. I think he sprained his knee, but he's he's expected to play this week. That was what hurt him a couple weeks ago, wasn't it? I, I believe yeah. so. All right. So I got Whitehall going to Harrison. Whitehall another big win last week over Batesville. Another hard hard fought game. They beat Batesville fourteen to ten. Man, this is going to be a this is going to be a ball game. It's going to be a dog fight. And I've got Harrison by three because they're going to Harrison. I got Harrison by six. Let me tell you, that Whitehall team's good. They are very well coached. Yeah. Very well coached. And, the, you know, Harrison did what we tried to do last week. Yeah. Just just hold off those athletes and just try to outscore them. Yeah. And, you know, what's crazy is, is we saw Harrison and we talked about that ball game. Greenbrier ran all over Harrison. Oh, that was what blew me away is I would have thought that they would literally had to just outscore them. Right. Because, I mean, we, we had th- – Almost 400 yards 400, yeah. rushing That's against right. Harrison. And, and so I thought Cameron Fairview would be able to run the ball. All over them. But they didn't. And then the last game of 5A, we got Little Rock Christian going to Lakeside. Lakeside in a big win over Valonia last week. Little Rock Christian took care of Clarksville. So I've got Little Rock Christian, the road team in this one, by 17. I got Little Rock Christian by 24. Lakeside might surprise me because they did last week too. Yeah. Uh, but, man, I think that Christian bunch, uh, you know, I, I early in the season I didn't think they were this good. I think they had some players out. And, man, lately they have been putting up the points. They have been. And so normally this time of the broadcast, we usually go to our uh, ASI Faulkner County Player of the Week. We, we actually, I forgot. We don't have one. We, we? we don't have one this week. We, we only give those awards for regular season. Right now we're taking nominations from their coaches, uh, the Faulkner County coaches. 
uh, for their Player of the Year nominee. So be on the lookout on our Facebook page for those coming up here in a couple weeks. We'll post uh, a picture of the player, their yearly stats, along with a, a little short highlight video from their from yeah. their season. And then what we do is we put up a Facebook poll, yeah. and we let the fans vote on That was a ton of fun last year. It was. It was a lot more fun than the weekly. I mean, as much fun as the weekly ones. Just every day watching to see how those polls would go. Yeah, it was. Because we kind of get the inside scoop. We get to see how many votes are going. Yeah. And that's fun. And so you only get one vote for face, per Facebook account, so you can't get on there and vote numerous times. Right, right. So it's it's a legit deal, and uh, we're going to have some really good really good nominees this year. I'm excited to see how it turns Now, Junk out. Vegas and Crystal Ball, and there might be different accounts. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it up to you to yeah, right. figure out a way. Yeah, I'm sure you'll talk about it in a second. But you know, seven, eight. I mean, Bryce Bohannon, Ben Weiss. I mean, both of those guys have been. Players yeah, that of the coach. Week. That coach is going to have to because you throw in Manny on top of that. Man, they got some studs down there in Conway. They do. They do. I, I actually know the inside track on that one, and they've they've fretted over which one to pick for their. Oh, I bet. Yeah. How, how do you pick? Yeah, it's tough. All right, so going into 6A, we're down to four teams in 6A football. So we're down to the nitty-gritty in this one. So my top five for 6A this week, um, it's pretty much the same as last week. Only difference is uh, Parkview, since they lost, I bumped them down. But I got Greenwood at one, Lake Hamilton at two, Sylvan Hills at three, and then I finished up Parkview, uh, ended their season last week with a tough loss to Sylvan. I've got them at four, and then Benton, um, which was unable to finish their season due to COVID, I've got them at five. I've got the same, except I kept Benton at four and just dropped Parkview to five. Okay, so our 6A spotlight, ASA spotlight game of the week is the Lake Hamilton Wolves, 10-1 on the season, going to Sylvan Hills, the Bears, 9-3 and three on the season. What do you think about this ball game, John? I think that if you want to see a passing game, you better go to Pulaski Academy. <laughs> this, this game may be over by 8.30. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you think a mercy rule is the only time you don't stop the clock? Go to this game. Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna tell you, 373 yards rushing for Lake Hamilton, and you know what Sylvan does. That's right. They're gonna run that option. They are. It's gonna be a run fest, but I think it's gonna be a good game. Yeah, I think so. You know, you look at this game. Lake Hamilton won their their quarterfinal game last week against El Dorado pretty handily, 50 to 14. Sylvan Hills comes into this one in a dog fight last week. Man, I. You know, I, I picked Shocked. I picked Parkview. I did. I thought they were loaded with athletes and they would score a lot of points. They held them to zero points. They didn't let them get in the end You're zone. You're talking D1 athletes. That's right. I mean, I cannot talk and, and be more impressed with the job that Chris Hill did with that defense last week. God. I mean, that's impressive. I mean, you look how many times we scored on them in that scrimmage. That's right. And, yeah. I mean, pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've come a long way, and to hold a, a team loaded with that kind of talent to zero points, you just can't speak enough about it. So, you know, you look at this Lake Hamilton offense, um, they're predominantly run-based, like you said, averaging over 300 yards a game on the ground. Junior running backs, I did say junior running backs, both of them. Owen Miller, Tevin Woodley, uh, they're special this year, running behind a senior, Chase Jessup, in an outstanding offensive line. Between the two backs junk, they're averaging eight yards a carry, and have rushed for over 3,300 yards and 39 touchdowns. Golly. That's impressive. And they're only juniors, like I said. Defensively, the Wolves are led by Isaiah Clinney, Trent Singleton, seniors this year, both of them with over 100 tackles apiece on the season. You go over to the other side of the ball, the Bears, uh, man, what makes them so hard to stop, just like – just like what we talked about with Magnolia, like we talk about with Win, like we talk about with these teams that run that flex bone, is you have to play discipline. And it's so hard to so hard to prepare in one week 
they run this, and, and you could see it as the year went along. Now, I know they only scored seven points last week against Parkview, but Parkview's defense has been playing well the last four or five games. Um, but you can see this Sylvan Hills offense getting better as the year goes along. As they're, sure. get, they're getting more used to and they're trusting each other in this option sure. offense. Uh, Corey Washington, their junior quarterback, triggers the flex bone uh, behind running backs Tavion Cunningham, who has 4-5 speed, Shajon Easton, and Keyshawn Jackson. Their senior wide receiver, Marion Watson, he doesn't get it a lot during the game, but when he does, he makes big plays with it. Uh, they got a big de- physical defensive line. Um, they bought into Coach Hill's philosophy defensively, and, man, it's working. What do you think? Who are you going with? I got Hamilton by 12. 12? Yeah. Tell me why. Well, because the only team that has really put it – pushed – I say pushed, put it to because they beat them was Greenwood by 10. Mm-hmm. But Hamilton went through that conference besides Greenwood and handled everybody. They did. I just don't think so, but I, I, I mean, I'll eat crow next week because I'll eat it this week. I, I get it, but you're still gonna have to prove it to me. Yeah, I mean you, that was kind of your argument last week with Parkview and Sylvan is the conference matchups. Yeah, right? and you thought Parkview would beat them by what did you say seventeen. Yeah, but but also Hamilton handled Parkview too. Yeah, they did. I, wait, they no, made no, no. play. They didn't play. They didn't play. Hamilton handled Benton. Yeah, and Benton beat Parkview. Yeah, so. Yeah, well, I'm going with uh, – I'm going to stick with my bunch. I'm going to stick with Chris Hill. I'm going to go Sylvan Hills in this one by three. Oh, there's another one I'm going to get back. <laughs> All right, the only other matchup in 6A football, the other semifinal, we got Mary and the surprise team out of 6A still in it, and the semifinals going to uh, Greenwood. Got a tough task ahead of them. I got the Bulldogs by 21. I got the Bulldogs by 30, but what a win by Marion last week over Van Buren. It was. Impressive. Very impressive. And to get to the quarters – or semis run with, uh, yeah, with uh, being three and seven on the year. That's yeah, right. impressive. That's right. So, I don't know if y'all heard, but about the Missouri, the Missouri team that was going down to play LSU, and so they're driving across Arkansas, right? And they're on their way down there to play LSU, and the players, the Missouri players on the bus, they see this whole Arkansas redneck walking on the side of the road, right? He's got one button button bu- buckled on his uh, overalls, no shirt, you know, just. Like Jerry Clower said, nothing on him between nothing between him and the Lord, but them overalls, you know. So uh, he's he's walking down there, and they just begged the coach, coach, pull over the bus, let us go there and whip that old boy, whip that Arkansas boy. Coach said, boys, y'all need to sit down and focus on the game. All right, we got to go down here and play this LSU bunch. You know they're good. Come on, coach, it'll it'll really get us going, get our juices flowing, get us hyped up. We'll be down, be be ready to go. So he said, all right, pull over the bus. So they pulled over. They got off and ran down there towards him. Here in a little bit, they come, and they flew back on the bus. They come up there sweating. They're breathing hard. Coach said, what happened? He said, Coach, there was two of them. <laughs> oh, my word. All that for that. Oh, come on. That's good stuff. <laughs> All right. So that will bring us into our top classification for Arkansas High School playoffs this week, 7A football. What's your top five this week for 7A jump? Got to say bye to Bentonville. Yeah. I mean, they're still going to be there, but they're number five. Going Bryant one, North Little Rock two, Cabot three, Conway four, then Bentonville. Got four teams in the same in the central. That's right. Four teams in the central going uh, to the semifinals. Got, mine are the same. I got Bryant, North Little Rock. I've got Conway three and Cabot four, and then Bentonville. I could have done that. I mean, if you look at the win-losses, it makes sense. And, and Conway beat them head-to-head. 
I just don't. I mean, if they played again, but here's the deal: Bentonville handled Conway early in the season. I know. I, I, that was a real shocker to me last week. I was really looking forward to Bentonville. Oh, me myself. too. I really was. Now it's like you know you realize that every game, every possible game that Bryant could have now, all the way through the end, is a rematch of a huge win. That's right. That's right. So we'll go into the ASI spotlight game of the week four seven a. We got Conway Wampus Cats eight and three on the season going to Bryant who is 10-0 on the season. You know, Conway rolls into this game after clicking on all cylinders offensively. Um, in the last three ball games, they've averaged 60 points a ball game. They beat Central last week, 49-20. to Bryant continues to roll as they beat Springdale Harbor, 48-22, in last week's contest. You know, junk this team, they played each other in week 10, and Bryant handled them. Bryant beat them in week 10, 70-33. to um, Yeah. Conway defensively just did not have an no, answer for Bryant, don't. but uh, offensively they put up more points than I think anybody has. Also, and that's and that's what you expect with this Conway team. They they're not as strong as some of the teams they play defensively, but usually they don't have to be. Right, they got so many weapons on that offensive side of the football. That's right, and they got a guy over there that can dial it up. Yeah, they do. I mean, their offensive coordinator uh, come over from Cersei after winning state championships last year, and and they've continued. That's another one of these teams that's continued to get better week after week offensively. You know, Ben Weiss quarterback man what a year he's had my goodness Weiss has thrown for over 3,500 yards and 41 touchdowns on the season only eight interceptions and of course it doesn't hurt that he's throwing the kids like Bryce Bohannon Manny Smith Manny Smith Wes Boudreaux I mean he's got some weapons to throw to so that, that coach that that he was the state championship coach at Cersei. Mm-hmm. Now, am I wrong by saying that his offensive coordinator was Trey Shucker who's now at Arkadelphia no that's correct golly that's correct yeah so they had it going in Cersei that year. Yeah, they did. Um, you know, Junk, I think the difference, and we've talked at length about Bryant and and what they have over there, there's just the talent they have and Ledbetter and Schrader and their two running backs, Tanner Anderson, Jamarion Bracey. They're just loaded with talent. The only thing that I can see to where this game might go a little bit different than the last matchup is I think Conway might well, they might have a few tricks up their sleeves, and I think they might put some of those offensive playmakers on the other side of the football to try to slow down this Bryant team. Well, it's all or nothing now. It is. I mean, it's all or nothing. It is. You know, you you the, the they got one or two options to try to win the game. They're going to have to try to outscore them, which didn't work the first time. Right. That's true. Or like you said, they're going to have to. I mean, if you got guys like 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 a Manny Smith, I mean, I would imagine Manny Smith could probably lock down somebody on defense. Yeah, and I would imagine that, you know, Bohan and same thing. I mean, he's he's an athlete. He is, and and he's played some defense this year sparingly. But um, you know, if if they put him on and they make him go Iron Man football and just play best on best mm-hmm. backyard, you never know. You never know. And I think that's I think that's why I've got this one a little bit closer. But I do have Bryant just being. Overall, just more talented than Conway. I've got Bryant by fourteen. You know, I, you know, we both love that Conway team. We do. We love those players. We really do, and we don't have any real connection to them, but we just really impressed with them. But I really believe that. I mean, Bryant's going to score as much as they want to score, and I, I've got Bryant by twenty-four. Okay. The other semifinal game, which was a bit of a surprise to I believe everybody in the state that follows seven A football, was Cabot went to Bentonville. Went to Bentonville and knocked off the Bentonville, the undefeated Bentonville Tigers, thirty-four to thirty-eight. Talk about playing, uh, playing up. Yes, absolutely. And you know, we talked about it last week, Junk, that 
we felt like Cabot would go up there with a chip on their shoulder, nothing to lose. Yeah. And dead they went up there and got it done. They did. It's a lot like that Marion team going to Van Buren like they did. Yeah. That's very impressive. So Cabot in a rematch uh, against North Little Rock. North Little Rock handled them pretty good earlier in the season. Yeah. I do think that Cabot uh, is playing better football now than when they played North Little Rock. I think it was a 17-point ball game. Yeah, it was. Um, I've got North Little Rock in this one a little bit closer contest. I got them by seven. I've got them by eight. But you know the thing about this is if if things go as they probably will as we expect, Bryant's going to play North Little Rock in one memorial. They played them at North Little Rock and broke <laughs> – Passing and receiving record. <laughs> they did. Seven, six, almost 700 yards, wasn't it? Yeah. 600 and something yards and was, passing. And was throwing it at the end of the ball game. Oh, they threw that last touchdown was a pass with a minute left. That game might be a fun one to watch. Oh, it might be. You know, I, I mean, I hope we can camp out at one Memorial <laughs> and watch all the games this year. Yeah, That'd be fun. It would be fun. All right, well, guys, that's going to wrap us up for our high school football playoffs. Um, we really don't have a whole lot to discuss. Um, UCA's football season is over. Yeah. It's done. Uh, A State uh, took another one on the chin last Woo. week. That it. boy, they're just they're, Man, re- they're reeling a little bit right now. You know, they lost a close one. They were supposed to win that game down in San Marcos. They lost forty-seven, forty-five. They just they defensively, they just you know they fired the defensive coordinator because they had to. They just wasn't getting it done, and and you can't expect them to get better after they fired them this year. Yeah, and they just continue to struggle. But you know, Hatcher was ten for twenty-two, two hundred fifty-four yards. He continues to impress. Two touchdowns. Bonner seventeen for twenty-six. 208 yards, two touchdowns. And then, of course, who we're most impressed with is Johnson Adams Jr. You know him. 141 yards on 10 catches for two touchdowns. He's having a heck of a season. He really is. I was looking earlier when I saw where Grant Morgan was leading the country in tackles. Um, Adams is is third in the country in receiving yards. In yards. Man, it's impressive. They go down to – or, no, they're at home this weekend. Uh, They're going to play a a South Alabama team, and they're both three and six. So, uh, the Red Wolves are favored by seven. So – yeah, you know, looking at the rest of their schedule, junk, they're three and six on the season. They they go to South or they got South Alabama this week, which is a very winnable ball game. They've got ULM, which is winless on the season. They've right. got them scheduled for December the fifth, and then they've got Incarnate Word, who has not played a football game this season. Yeah, they've get them. Scheduled. They're in that. They're in that conference, that Southland, aren't they? I'm I pretty thought, sure they are. I was thinking they were in UCA's conference. That's the Southland. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not the Sun Belt. Yeah, sorry about that. So yeah, I, I they I guess that will be their only football game of the season. Yeah, and so well, you know UCA's had a few of them like that. So you look at that that three game stretch they've got left. That could get the Red Wolves back to six and six on the season. Probably yeah. get them in a bowl game. It's a team that beat Kansas State. Yeah, right. And so uh, go ahead. No, I'm just gonna say offensively they they always get it or seem to always get it done. Um, off on the offensive side of the football, defensively they struggled. Uh, I just. I think they're just going to try to outscore these last three opponents. I, I think you're probably right. They're going to have to. Yeah. Uh, and they probably can on a couple of them uh, just because uh, they're they're just better. Yeah. Um, we mentioned UCA. Man, Brad Teague did such a good job, you know, getting the national exposure Man, for their program. Absolutely. You know, you can't, you can't put a price on that. They finished five and four with a tough schedule. Uh, really impressed people. Uh, I was impressed. I'm looking forward to their future. Um, but, Sean, I, I got a couple of things I want to ask you about. Number one, what do you get when you cross a Mizzou Tiger and a Groundhog? An LSU Tiger? Nope. Six more weeks of mediocre football. <laughs> and then I'm going to save my last joke for last, but one thing I want to mention real quick, and we don't talk about 
NFL. Hardly, I was going to say hardly ever, but I guess we ever have. No, we haven't. But I just wanted to bring this up, and, and I'm, this isn't a, a pro or, a, or anti. I'm not a, I'm not a Cowboys fan, big fan. I do pull for the Cowboys family, and I'm not one of those anti-Cowboys. So I do pull for them, but I don't. I'm not. I'm a Packers fan. But they're three and seven, right? Right. They're. Str- I mean, you expect. I mean, their defense is not very good, and their quarterback's out. Yeah. Uh, and their offensive line is decimated. That's right. That's right. So, you know, a team that was expected to be pretty good this year, they're three and seven. But here's the crazy thing: they're tied for the lead of the conference, right? Not only that, the worst record in the NFC is three and seven. <laughs> so, ask yourself this, and I don't know the answer to this, and I'm not talking about a week one, week two type deal. I'm talking about late, late deep in the season. Has anyone ever led a conference with the worst record in the NFC? <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know that that's possible. I mean, it's almost impossible to. It just has to match up perfectly. You have to have all teams struggling. Another check mark for twenty twenty. Another check. Yeah, <laughs> way to go, COVID. All right, my last one. You ready? What do you call a pretty girl on the Mizzou campus? A visitor. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You heard it right here. Hey, before we go, please let me hear my jingle. Oh man. Don't you have to like earn that? Hey, turn it up. Turn it up. Say, hold on. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the American Safeguard Insurance. You got to turn one of them off. There you go. Start over. There it is. Y'all see my pick from last week. Oh, we'll yeah. talk about a little bit. You're going to call me Crystal Ball. Well, Dick, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. And nobody can hang with my stuff. Uh, you know, I'm just a just a big, hairy American winning machine. If you ain't first, you're last. You know what I'm talking about? Maddie, I'm just a big American, hairy winning machine. And, you know, you were right. If you're not first, you're, you're last. last. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm going to get you this week, though. I'm going to get at least two of the four back. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, guys, that's going to wrap us up here for Between the Mats. Uh, we really appreciate all the support. Uh, like I said before, Between the Mats going on the road this week to watch some high school playoff football. Uh, we're excited to go down to Stuttgart to watch that ball game. But check us out. Uh, share, like, subscribe. Yeah. You know what we successfully did? What did we do? We successfully cut our content with teams in half by going to a week of playoffs and still got over an hour. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> we can't do it. We can't break an hour. <laughs> But thank y'all so much for listening. Peace out, Monticello.